Good morning, guys. It's Emmett. <clears throat> it's taken me almost a quarter of the dog walk just to remember what it was that I wanted to talk about, which is a good reminder, I suppose, that there's no substitute for writing something down. I usually try to write down ideas I have for podcasts if I think of them at other times than when I'm actually about to do one. But uh, this was last night in a conversation with my wife, and I just totally failed to write it down. We were talking about... um, We were talking about Bill Copperthwaite, who some of you guys might know. He wrote a book called A Handmade Life that was published by the same publishing company that published my book. Uh, And he's well-known within certain certain circles for being uh, one of the... one of the people that brought Yogi Sundquist... uh, Sorry, Vili Sundquist... Uh, Yogi's father to the U.S. for the first time to teach about spoon carving. I didn't know anything about spoon carving when I first learned about him. I came across his book in a bookstore in college and fell in love with the images of his life and the type of life he was living. Ironically, it's not what I want now, but in college it was very appealing. So much so that when I was out of college and found myself living up in Maine, when it seemed like we were about to leave Maine, and I was all of a sudden going to be hours and hours further away, I wrote to him and asked if I could come visit. And he wrote back and said yes, and Cecilia and I went to visit him in the fall. And our visit was disappointing. Partly it was disappointing because he was a grumpy old man. Um, But largely it was disappointing because... I don't think we quite fit the mold of the people who usually came to visit him. Um, There was another young guy there, this kind of annoying kid from California who was fawning all over him. And, And we came and didn't feel like fawning at all, uh, but more wanted to interact as equals, and it just became really clear over the course of a day or two that he just wasn't used to doing that. I'm sure he, at points in his life, and with certain people he did, but he had spent so much of his life as a teacher that it was hard for him to put down that didactic role of making everything a lesson to be absorbed. And that really rubbed me the wrong way because I wanted to come and visit him and show him the cool things I was doing and say, yeah, I like the things you're doing. Here are the things I'm doing. And interact as an equal. And and he just wasn't up for that. In fact, there was one day that he and the California kid went off to do something, I forget what, and left me and Celia alone on his property, and that was the coolest part, honestly, was wandering around the amazing spaces and buildings and outbuildings that he had built without him there. Um, 
And we were talking about that last night because I guess there was somebody else in Cecilia's life who was like that, who had a hard time not being in that teaching role, that didactic, I'm going to tell you things role. It's so ironic. This is so meta because that's exactly what this podcast is sometimes and I recognize that and try to have it not be as much as possible. I like to think that this podcast is more of me exploring things for my own sake and telling stories to illustrate my point. Um, but it all resonated with me because um, with the pandemic, uh, my teaching schedule for this year basically got canceled. I typically teach once a week. And usually it's an almost full day affair if somebody comes to my house from somewhere, sometimes from very far away, and, and I teach them what I know. And on a physical level, it's a nice break from carving every day of the week. And so I was a little nervous about that. Turns out I could do it. Um, on a mental level, it's nice to meet people. But on another level, it even on the one-on-one, -on -one, it's a lot of teaching to do it once a week. And, and I have to say, I'm enjoying the amount of teaching in my life now more than I did last year. And it's making me wonder if I'm going to offer teaching again. And I know this because I'm actually showing less and less interest in doing lives on Instagram where I teach. Because really, I mostly just want to hang out. And I wish that there was some live format where it was more like hanging out. <laughs> Chuck, I can hear Chuck screaming, Zoom! Uh, I mean, I like that I can create a body of work by doing the Instagram lives. But I want... I think I'm I think I need there to be some other thing like I think I'm swinging more towards entertainment or something rather than the didactic teaching. And the reason why is that I like how it feels to be in my life and have there be very little teaching. Like I still do the tip of the day and that feels good. That feels like I'm doing it for my own uh growth and development and to get things down on paper, uh, get things written down so that I can capture them from, for my book. And I'm still excited about my book, which is a third of the way done. Uh, and, and just in general, um, I am fine with the level of teaching that I'm doing right now, but I can see more clearly now than ever how inhabiting that teacher role 
too much is problematic. Even before it gets to the point where you think, where you, where you struggle to interact with people in a non-didactic way, the way that Bill Copperthwaite was struggling to interact with us, I think you get to a place where teaching the thing uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's not about not having the balance of making the thing. It's not about uh, thinking too highly of yourself. I, I don't really have a I don't really have an answer except that I really want in my life to to have interactions that are mutual. That are mutual friendships, that are mutual uh, that have mutual respect. And I know from being on both sides of the coin when I've approached people who are teachers who are you know, better known than me, and when I've been teaching people, I've seen it from both sides of it. There's always a disparity there that you then need to work to overcome. And I don't like that. So while I definitely advise people to teach what they know, it's a valuable, valuable way to get better yourself. And in fact, for this issue of the magazine, I just finished writing up an article that's 10 tips for staying safe while carving. And the last tip is to teach somebody else how to be safe because it really helps internalize these these things to teach somebody else. You start to articulate them differently. They just become a deeper part of you. So teaching is important. And it's also important because it's part of how you can build a community and all of these other valuable things. But it makes me aware of the inherent power differentials in there being a teacher and those who are taught. And it makes me want to push back against that in every way that I can think of while continuing to do some teaching in some capacity. Or maybe a better way to think about it is making learning resources available. And I, I almost wonder if, like for instance, I'm just starting to pull together this idea that Chet Flynn came to me with six months ago of doing short videos of my process where it's just, you know, every step of the process is its own video so that they're bite-sized. And and so I'm starting to do that and put them on my website, uh, kind of very, very low, low, low paywall. Uh, but I think the thing that I like about them, at least so far, is that it's different to do a video where it's abstract than it is to do teaching in person. And a video abstract, like a, like a video, 
just kind of feels like you're sharing something with the world, sharing what you know with the world in a very open way. Teaching someone in person, it is both, you are both seeing the person with much more specificity and yet you are also guiding them much more closely, right? I'm seeing someone do something and saying, don't do that, do this, which is part of what's so valuable for them. But it's also part of what becomes corrosive for me that I am... that I'm assuming that power differential in that moment. So, something to think about. I haven't really figured out what a takeaway for me might be, except that I'm appreciating this moment in time of not teaching in person and recognizing that that feeling of wanting to not be in that position is also influencing how much I am sharing on social media that is teaching versus stuff that's just me thinking about life. That's what you get. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.